0: Healthcare IT leaders have a lot on their plates, with many priorities to juggle, including security and privacy compliance mandates. I'm Marianne Ann mcgee Managing Editor of Healthcare Info security. I'm speaking to John Halemka, CIO at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston and co-chair of the HIT Standards Committee, an advisory group to the Office of National Coordinator for Health IT. John will be discussing how his organization is prioritizing its security and privacy compliance projects. Hi, John. Tell us a little bit about your organization and your role there.
1: Well, sure. So, Beth Israel Deaconess is a hospital, but like many healthcare organizations in 2012, we're an evolving accountable care organization. So, we have many community hospital affiliates, many physicians owned and non-owned. So instead of security and privacy for a single building, we're truly a heterogeneous organization over 450 square miles of eastern Massachusetts. I am responsible as the CIO for clinical, financial, administrative, and the security aspects of all of these organizations, inpatient and outpatient and emergency department facilities.
0: And now you recently dubbed your summer this summer as the summer of compliance. What does that mean?
1: If you look at the regulatory and compliance environment of twenty twelve, there has just been a significant change in the requirements of IT organizations. So Massachusetts data protection laws require that mobile devices be encrypted. Federal laws like HIPAA and high tech don't specifically require encryption but they do give you a free pass if a device is lost or stolen and it has been encrypted. So there's huge motivation to ensure the encryption of devices to prevent reportable privacy breaches. At the same time, it's clear that issues of getting the right data to the right place at the right time are important for accountable care organizations to function. So what an interesting challenge. I have to share more data for more reasons with more people, but at the same time I'm being held accountable for more security and privacy breach reporting. So hence the notion of, of a summer of compliance is looking at all the risks we face and what are those mitigations that we'll put in place to reduce our risk profile.
0: So what is on that summer list uh, for compliance? And Why are those projects on the list for summer? Is there an extra sense of urgency about getting them done sooner rather than later?
1: What we did is we put together compliance and legal professionals, IT professionals. We had several weeks of retreats, and we ranked all of the risks to the organization involving technology. Once we identified these risks, we we looked at them in nine dimensions, such as well, what is the impact of this particular risk? Oh, and the consequences if this particular risk would happen. What's the cost to mitigate capital and operating? What's the difficulty of mitigation? What's the behavioral change required, the impact on the organization and its staff? With all that data, then we were able to come up with a list of projects that we felt were high priority and doable in the context of our FY13 budget. So we're really looking at a year to 18 months of projects, but the summer has been the time to set the priorities and to kick off the most important ones. So, for example, some of the safeguards for mobile devices and laptops that are seen as such a high priority, they really have to be put in place this summer.
0: And are there many projects that are being held for later? And if so, what are they?
1: Well, some of the projects are desirable but so hard and so expensive that they'll be deferred. So as an example, you walk down to the Apple Store today. You buy a brand-new MacBook Pro. I don't know about it as the CIO. You walk into the hospital. You connect to the wireless network, and you download a 100,000 emails, some of which contain patient-identified data. Well, interesting. It's an unencrypted laptop it is something I have no control over, but you, the employee, have violated policy and downloaded patient-identified data. What technology controls can we put in place to prevent that? Well, such things as network access control. Don't allow any device to connect to the network unless it has been registered, logged, encrypted, and appropriately virus-protected ahead of time. Nice idea but the amount of effort required to implement and support network access control is pretty significant. So we look at encrypting everything that we purchase, ensuring that we are doing advanced detection of malware and viruses and attempts at intrusion, breach uh, detection of audit logs, all these things are very doable, and certain things that are desirable but expensive and hard may be a next-year kind of project
0: what is the estimated cost of your summer compliance list and uh, what percentage of your IT budget annually is allocated for data security and privacy? And, you know, is the trend going up or down?
1: Sure. So uh, several answers there for you. When we looked at the comprehensive list of work we wanted to do, and this is more the 18 months of work, about $11 billion of capital. When we looked at what we really could do this summer and into our fiscal year, FY13, we looked at about $4 million of projects we could just get done. And uh, the $4 million ends up being about a third of my capital budget. When I look at my security funding, I spend about a $1 million a year in operating expense on security staff and uh, security tool licenses. I will be spending about 30% more than that next year. So what we're seeing is security is the highest area of growth of my operating budget and will eat up a third of my capital budget. So it's a very significant resource area.
0: And now how will meeting your summer compliance to-do list prepare you for the fall? And briefly, what is on the list for the fall? Well, I
1: guess what one asks, what is risk? I have always thought of risk as the likelihood of something bad happening times the impact of it happening. So you could say the likelihood is vanishingly small, but the impact is devastating. Therefore, the risk is high. But hey, if you discover there's a particular likelihood of badness, but the impact is negligible, maybe you don't need to do that one right away. So what we've done in looking at these nine different dimensions of risk in our projects is created a project plan that will, by fall, and then certainly through FY13, substantially reduce our risk profile. And here's a way to think about it quantitatively. There's a product we use from Next uh, Rapid7 called Nexpose. And not to highlight any particular vendor or product here, but this particular product generates a risk score of a desktop, a laptop, or a device connected to the network. Well, sometimes these risk scores can be very high. So imagine you have people who downloaded Adobe 7 and haven't actually updated Acrobat in three years. Ooh, Or Java, haven't patched it in years. They're going to have a desktop that may have a score in the million range. So our goal by the fall is to get all desktops in the uh, organization down to the under 1,000 range. So, in effect, what we do as we march through all these projects is reduce our risk profile, reduce likelihood of breach, reduce impact of anything that may happen.
0: Well, thanks very much, John. I'm Marian Kolbesek-McGee, and this is Healthcare Info Security. Thanks for listening.